Welcome to Redemption City Church's Pastor's Corner, where Pastor Brandon K. Rochelle shares timely messages of encouragement and biblical solutions for life's tragedies, victories, and complexities. My name is Ezekiel T. Ostrowski, and I'm the host of this podcast, but today you'll be hearing from Pastor Brandon and Pastor Jack as they dive into episode number five titled, Transitioning Our Church Well. Plus, there'll be more things for you that you do not want to miss out on. But I'll leave that as a surprise for you as you listen in on today's podcast. I'm excited for this episode, and I just encourage you to take notes, lean in, and write down any questions or thoughts that you might have throughout this podcast. Those thoughts and those questions, you can email those to us at info at myredemptioncc.com, and we will do our best to answer them for you. So, on behalf of this podcast and our ministry, I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Brandon and Pastor Jack as they aim to make much of Christ today. Hey guys, it's Pastor Brandon and I'm just, uh, man, we have so much to discuss and I'm just going to jump right into it. This is going to be um, just a kind of a conversation that I'm just having with Pastor Jack, but we're kind of letting you guys into the conversation and we just want to update you on what's going on with Redemption City Church. So many of you guys have been walking with us so faithfully all the way since 2019. And so we just have a lot going on. And so I'm excited about that. And I know Pastor Jack is excited about that. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, some updates, some changes and some transitions that we're going through and, and really so much more. Yeah, in fact, we got like a list that we really want to discuss today, and so the order that of our discussion is going to be the story of our church, our church transition, and the why behind it, the launch of our home church, some ending remarks, and then lastly, some powerful ways that you can help our church thrive in the next season. Yeah, and, and I'm really excited about all these things, and so I know that our uh, opening, the text message you got said uh, saying goodbye, and that's a loaded statement, so we're going to talk about what that means to say goodbye, but before we do that, Pastor Jack, would you just kind of just pray that the Lord would just use this conversation as um, as a as a beacon of light to everything that he has been doing in RCC, what he's going to continue to do, we hope, in RCC, and just what these next steps look like. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Father, we, we thank you for all that you've given us, Father, and we, we think about you who I have always existed and always will exist, and so when we think of something like RCC that has a, a beautiful past, a beautiful present, and a beautiful future, we know that it is still so small compared to you, but you being so big, Father, and uh, spanning all of eternity that RCC, like every church, is in your hands, and so... Father, we just uh, we pray that we're able to just give a full celebration today of where we've been, that we're able to get excited about where we're going, and that we may even get a little glimpse of um, the future, Father. And so, Father, we pray that you're glorified through our conversation, you're glorified through all of our lives. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You know, uh, every, everything is about story. We've talked about this before in our church. We, when we went through the Ephesians series, that it's really all about moving from our story into, into God's story. So I love story. I believe everybody fundamentally loves stories, whether they intentionalize or think about it that way or not. And when I think about stories, I think about even some TV shows that me and you are watching right now with our families. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. We're not endorsing it, but we're watching a show called Foundations. And um, it's, a, it's a really cool sci-fi film. And one of the things I really love about that story is um, the, the depth that they're going into about mm. the story plot and the character and, and uh, of the characters. 
And I think about the journey here at Redemption City Church, and it's, it's there's a deep plot that's been going on, and there's a lot yeah. of story behind it. And so um, if you're familiar with our church from the beginning or you've been jumping into um, our sermons later in our church existence, what I want you to know is that God gave a vision um, to me and, and a passion for the church. And this really starts way back in about 2015 when I just believed by faith that there, he would help me to plant a church one day. And so the culmination of that that prayer and that faith and that that inclining I had from the Holy Spirit was activated on June 9th of 2019. And that's when we had our very first service. And that was a crazy day. What do you remember about that first day, Pastor Jack? I remember just so much excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, like two things come to mind is just mm-hmm. like all the support and excitement and just people like, yeah, just ready for this this new expression of, of church. You know, mm-hmm. like there are so many churches people can go to um but still we we there's always room for another one there's always room for god to do something new in a particular community mm-hmm. um the second thing was and i just always treasured this was the idea that it was pentecost mm-hmm. like on accident like yep. we didn't do it on purpose or anything but yep. it just happens to be that the day that we start you know rcc is the day that um the church as a whole began 2000 right. years ago and I don't know. Just there was such a like symbolicness that was just like, oh, this can't be coincidence. Like I just feel like God was in it, just being like, yeah, this is, this is a church that's gonna honor me. And yeah. Just like yes, yes, we want to honor you, Father. We want right. we want to honor you, God. Yeah. And I remember the story just like that. And this is the beginning of Pastor. I, this is our running uh, internal joke that Pastor Jack's just better than me. And so uh, I do remember him having that exact emotion affections, and I remember mine being the exact opposite. I hated it. <laughs> I did not like it. And it was a terrible yeah. day. I hadn't preached in years in, 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 in that type of a way. I was uncomfortable. I was in a chair and not standing for my injury. Um, I just felt totally disconnected and overwhelmed. But I can say... What I did remember is when we went to your house after mm-hmm. service and I whined like a baby, um, I saw the beginning of a, a really amazing faithful staff. And I remember you and, and Caitlin and Vanessa, and I'm sure there were others there, um, just encouragement, man. Mm-hmm. Just like, man, you, you did a really good job. It's our first Sunday and you and, and you were just doing what you always do. Like, think about it. You didn't just preach a sermon, but you were like orchestrating and launching. <laughs> and uh, so you were super encouraging. And this would be the beginning of a journey like that. And so it was... It, it was it was a difficult day for me, but it, it really was a joy because it was the start. It was our drop pin moment um, at, at the Arbery, and and even that is crazy. You know, what, talk about a, an amazing opportunity just to um, lift up and praise God for mm-hmm. Abe and Sophia, uh, two very uh, prominent um, helpers, givers in our church at that time, who made that location possible. And so we hope you're listening yeah. to this, and we know that God used you guys in some really amazing um, ways in our early church days and so we just want to thank you guys Abe and Sophia as well yeah and so I mean as we kept going man we just kind of we kind of caught fire when it comes to just um, how the Holy Spirit was moving and we grew our staff and we got um, more permanent as we went through our DNA series and that was also a really pivotal time in our church I mean as we're walking through grace and gospel and generosity and all these big concepts of the Christian faith and then we kind of move into our local church expression as we talked about what is biblical manhood and womanhood going to look like here for our covenant families and what is covenant family and so um, the DNA series was like you know one of the big things we did in our in our church and so uh, how, did, how did the DNA series kind of 
benefit you or how did it stretch you, grow you, change you, frustrate mm-hmm. you? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think some of the most powerful sermons in that series for me was actually the manhood and womanhood one. Um, and I feel like that one, it wasn't so much like learning something new, which I did learn new things, mm. but the more powerful part was like, knowing it to be true Mm. and getting lost in so many like opinions honestly people's Mm -hmm. opinions Mm -hmm. and not just like non-christians but christians like theologians Mm -hmm. uh, respected people and like so many things are getting tossed around where like it it just i felt unsure yeah but then like just having that sermon where it's just like very plainly laid out Mm -hmm no real acrobatics at all it's just like this this says this here and here and here and it's just like yeah yeah i feel like i have stability mm-hmm. you know and i think from well i know from my experience of like talking to other people as well like um that one was a powerful one but like all those sermons gave different people stability yeah, in i do remember different, that different yeah areas because some people they know the right thing for generosity, mm-hmm. but they get lost. Or right. They know the right thing for like going, but, mm-hmm. but they get lost. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much learning, but there was also stability given. And I, I think that often uh, is something that people forget is such an important part of a sermon. Right. But when you experience it, you're like, oh, this is, God has something for me today. Yeah. I think for me, uh, but probably the one that was just the most palpable to, for me to feel was just unity in the family. It's mm. both something I'm really passionate about and something that honestly has been a struggle for me at different points in my own marriage with Jillian. Mm. We've had our we have our story and our testimony of really difficult days and, and hardships in our marriage and then days where God's really um, delivered us from those things. And so just preaching that and knowing how important the family unit is and, 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 and when we're all submitting to what God says and how the fruit from that and when we're kind of rebelling away from that, that I just remember that being a emotional sermon for, for both me and Jillian so it was powerful and um and and I and I hope it was a blessing for those who got a chance to experience it now I got to ask you this in that DNA series what was like any funny memories of, of comments that people made or just crazy events during that season of our DNA series I'll tell you mine um and then you can go after that but for me it's it's a definitely part nine of the DNA series when uh we were recording it, yet it wasn't recording. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is not any <laughs> sermon. This is the sermon that we're supposed to use forever as our curriculum for those who come in the future to be members. And so I remember you you know, you know, were encouraging, saying, well, at least we got the audio. And I was like, no, we need video for this. <laughs> and so we came back and we put a team together. You brought a friend and we came that night and I preached it all over again to yeah. my son. Uh, uh, Jacob Holly, who came that night, and then uh, and you. I think that was our full audience, mm-hmm. and I preached my heart out, um, and 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 it went well, and and I, and we and it became fruitful for future members that came to our church. So that was just yeah. a frustrating memory, but uh, but God showed up for us. So what about you? Yeah, you know, not really funny, but <laughs> I think it's like a more encouraging for like thinking about our journey. Uh, is just like how bad some of our shots were in the beginning oh my goodness um but like it's like my first time any camera work so i was just like yeah this this is nice this Mm. is good what a quality video (laughs) but like we like improved steadily for like two months before we hit like a groove and every week was just like oh this is way better and i was like oh learning Mm. some skill and so 
it's the things that you don't think as much when you're starting like a church. It's yeah. just like, you know, you think about preaching and yes. like, caring for souls. And it's like, yeah, but you also have to set a camera up. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's a learning curve. But I'm, I'm so proud of like our like production value, right? right. Like, it, obviously, church is not a production within itself, but the fact that you have to use these skills and mm-hmm. against people, it's just like, I, I'm proud of the excellence we've put into it as a right. team. And so many people like put in their heart, put in their time. And I feel like now people have this experience that's like really top notch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Jonah series right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like so good. Yeah. And I, when I think about, man, well, production, uh, creating content, I think the first kind of, transition into like that next quality of content was our baptism video i mean talk mm-hmm. about our baptism and yeah. um the great brie um to handle that for us uh and i think at that time we were baptizing at our small church uh two people three, three people, people uh, yeah. uh caitlin noah and uh tammy mm-hmm. and so uh, i just remember that's on our website too you guys should go back and check that out on our storytelling page but uh, she did such a great job great music great transitions to really embody uh, arguably one of the most important days you know in our lives uh getting baptized and so um i remember that being a a day where i was like man this video this video is really cool you know and so from there i mean we've had so many different sermons and things we've done but um for for the context of this podcast like the big moments and i think the next big Mm -hmm. thing we were kind of doing in our church was the ephesian series you know learning what it means to be a part of god's story and all that he has for us and how to sit and know that he's god and and then to find rest and peace in that and all that he's provided and then what it means to now take that confidence and then walk as christians and what does that even mean how to how do you walk like a christian and what is a christian and and all those type of things and then how to stand and to endure because life is life is difficult and so that, that that's a huge season it's the main chunk mm-hmm. of what we were able to accomplish here at rcc and I, I, I there's so many things we could discuss i guess i'm going to ask you the impossible question to say uh, what was maybe your favorite sermon out of all 37 sermons in 54 <laughs> hours? Uh, or what is a memorable moment, maybe fair, more fair oh, from Ephesians? Man. And then I'll uh, take advantage and think while you're speaking. Yeah, well, okay. First, as a little side note before that, mm-hmm. uh, just congratulations to you on that. I I know that we were looking to see like other content for like, w- who's preaching Ephesians? Right. And uh, we didn't realize this until we like realized it I guess through the search but like we don't think there's anything close to how long that you've preached yeah. Ephesians like yeah. there's just you can't find something half the size of your Ephesians mm. like series and it really speaks to like a couple things one is just like your dedication to the word and mm. like letting that shine through which mm. I, as a member of this church I'm very thankful for mm. um, but then also it's just the fact that you're, you don't let um, culture say you can't do things mm. that block that teaching mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah some of those sermons were shorter like 50 minutes yep um, and then some were like what, what was your longest in Ephesians two, two hours and 30 minutes <laughs> yeah and so it's like but for me personally and I, I've heard this a lot people get surprised that it goes so long right right because like you finish you're like oh that wasn't 50 minutes that was two and a half hours <laughs> I've always been it doesn't change long as long as I've been in this church of like that surprise mm. like i haven't gotten used to it yet i'm still mm. like oh we're done okay, yeah that's, that's cool so that's just how engaging but yeah i think when i think of the series and you know one thing that comes to mind uh actually one of the most powerful moments was actually the reading of the scripture which mm. one of the weeks in between the sermons right 
um, because the scripture that actually I read, I felt like God gave me mm. and actually changed like my year dramatically wow. through reading it. And I was just like, oh, like there's just, there's something in that. But, and I, the thing is though, like, I don't think that if I was given that assignment in a vacuum, I don't know if it would have. Mm. I think that it was right in the middle of preaching a lot of like getting out of um, sitting and it was starting into the um, uh, the walking mm-hmm. and because I had so much of that sitting um, sermons before sure like I feel like it actually you know it was doing exactly what Paul was trying to do exactly what like God had it's the reality underneath it exactly mm-hmm. what you Pastor Brandon were communicating those two were happening mm-hmm. where like I had so much sitting <laughs> that when I got to this verse about walking, I've not only felt convicted, but I actually had the foundation, mm, right? Those seven beautiful blessings to go do it. Yeah. And so, like, I guess I'm cheating because it's not really one sermon, but sure. it's like this one moment that the first, like, third of our sermons mm. made possible, mm. which speaks to, the, like, the what you've been doing the whole time which is it's not separate sermons that right it's, it's not a book in a lot of parts and those parts are like right. their own thing it's right you're you're going and connecting and connecting and connecting right. and connecting and you mm-hmm. see the power in people's life as mm-hmm. the connecting does something right no that, that's really good i don't know how to follow that up but i would say that uh the two things i'm not gonna either even though i asked you the question you answered it well <laughs> i'm not gonna do it either picking the favorite sermon but i would say probably the two biggest things that I remember that really stood out um, in this Ephesians series was, well, one of them was just the attachment campaign we did. And so um, if you're not familiar with that, that came out of uh, part one of our series where we talked about um, how Paul was doing ministry. And when he was in in prison, we we talked about historically it being referred to as light chain house arrest and how he was ministering not to who he wanted to from whatever city but he had to be where he was located he was in prison but those who were directly in his proximity or we called those who were attached to him by proximity life and circumstance he he ministered the gospel to them and so i challenged our church um to begin to pray and to think through who is attached to your life not who you've chosen but yet who's near you in proximity and how you might spread and reach them with with the truth and the message of Jesus. And so as we got deeper into the series, um, we had an attachment campaign where it's like, okay, I want everyone to do, like to be intentional and to try to pursue someone attached in your life and to join them in, um, I think seven or eight weeks, I can't remember, of our Ephesians series. And so what was so cool is at that time we were around 40 something um, adult members in our church and they, we had, we were boasting, I think like 70 attachments total. And so it was a really a sweet spot for our church where we were really thriving with our 40 members, but yet we had over 130 people um, going through the Ephesians series, not including our online listeners Mm -hmm. from different states. And so it was just a really powerful thriving time. I mean, for our church size, um, which was averaging, again, between 40 to 50 members to have over 230-something people going through the series. Um, and the, not for numbers' sake, but for impact of souls' sake was was really uh, a memory that stands out to me. And then the second one, because I'm doing two, because I'm going to do cheat, cheat code. Uh, and the second one that really stood out to me is you, 
coming to me and sharing how much the Ephesians series had impacted you and how God had used that and the and the reminder right of, of God's faithfulness and how he chose us and adopted us and and that the the, the gap between like man he didn't have to choose us but he, but but he did and and how that did something and it stirred something in your heart and your affections mm-hmm. and it stirred something in Vanessa, mm-hmm. which has led to this really beautiful time. And in case, in case like you've been asleep <laughs> the whole time, listener, you don't know, Pastor Jack and Sister Vanessa are um, going to be adopting and they are inching closer and closer to that. So um, if you're not in the know, you're in the know now. And, 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 and um, I just remember that day of just being just like, wow, God, like that's, that's a crazy testimony. And so Ephesians definitely, definitely has been a, a, a centerpiece of our church. Now, we didn't finish the Ephesians series without, we couldn't really talk about the Ephesians series because there's this really pivotal thing that happened right around uh, part uh, 14. <sighs> Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> COVID, <laughs> the pandemic. I mean, we're having the time oh, of our lives. Uh, I remember the, the, the two weeks before, COVID had to come and disrupt everything. Uh, we had gotten like up to like 70-something members, including our kids and everything. And I mean, we're turning the corner. We're about to move to our new location. We're ready to do big things for God. And then here comes COVID being um, a wrecking ball for all of our situations. And it's, it was really it was really difficult. I started COVID on my back, dead dog sick, for two or three weeks. We don't think it was COVID, but uh, uh, for like two or three weeks. And I mean, that was just the start of a, a really difficult journey for me mm-hmm. personally, physically, as I lost access to my therapist and stuff because everything got shut down. Um, and then also it was this difficult time for our church. And I think we should just, we should talk about that because that's going to be a part of what's happening in our church transition and, and why we're calling this episode saying goodbye and, and all these things. And so let's talk about just your memory of of how COVID has impacted. I mean, because we really could talk about this in so many different ways mm-hmm. and spend 55 minutes talking about things. But I think what's going to be most helpful for our listeners is how have you experienced COVID in the context of its impact on our church and just how have you personally navigated that? And how have you just kind of seen our church navigate that and the members in our church navigate that? And I'll join in with you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, and I think we saw this especially in the beginning, is just the big battle of isolation. Right. And for people feeling isolated from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially in the beginning, it was a little more clear-cut, but more palpable. Just sure. like, how, how do you see people? How do you talk to people? A lot of um, not really having that practice down of, mm. of reaching out in a way that's not per- in person. Um, and so a lot of people feeling lonely and feeling isolated, but not really knowing how to act on it. Mm. And then even if they do know how to act on it, like so much more responsibility that mm. people didn't know how to balance that time. Sure. Like, I just think about like all the parents of like, you know, suddenly they're, they're teachers, like, you know, like <laughs> suddenly they, they have to watch their kids all day long regardless mm-hmm. if they're working right you know yeah, that's tough <laughs> yeah and like and so it's like even if they have the ability to not isolate by like these different like you know skills like we all learned zoom that year sure you know mm-hmm. even if they could it's just like the the pressures of life mm. um were really getting in the way right and i think that has in a lot of ways gotten better over the last year and a half yeah people have learned that the navigate some things are more available now sure but then also, I think it's harder in some ways because right. I think that 
you know, everyone deals with COVID in a, a bit of a different way. Absolutely, yeah. And so just navigating relationally with everybody of just mm-hmm. like, you know, everybody knows somebody who does things stricter than them. Yep. Everybody knows somebody who does things, things not as strict as them. And almost nobody's on the same page, but we're all on this like spectrum of like how to operate in the world with this. Sure, and, sure. And so I, I think that honestly, that's the biggest thing I, I've really seen in this season is the struggle to connect. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. And I think also, I think, you know, for being totally honest, I think there's also been division there. You know, mm-hmm. we've experienced it um, in ways at our church and, and it's a microcosm of the division going on in our country. Yeah. And so I think that was really challenging to see um, that not having different opinions on um, the COVID restrictions, but how that affected us, you know, and I always thought it was so ironic that God had been preparing us through the Ephesian series, you know, kind of walking through purity, unity, harmony, and mm-hmm. things like that. And and I remember just being um, discouraged, yet reflective, yet hopeful that our church would continue to grow through um, the challenges that are connected to COVID, mm-hmm. particularly in how can we be unified, though we think perhaps differently of how we should best practice um, you know, being being safe in COVID. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think for me, uh, especially as a lead pastor, my attention quickly became how do I steer our church with a vision that's worthy to be followed um, when we don't have physical touch and, 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 and services. And so we, we tried virtually many things like the pastor's corner um, became a something that we tried to turn to more as a way to communicate with um, our, our members of the church and our listeners online. And um, we tried to do things like the Together We Stand podcast. I mean, we really did try, when I think about it, we really went for it all. You know, we launched Virtual Church um, as another opportunity. And so I'm really proud of our church and how we always pursue excellence and how we uh, desire to be faithful in everything that we do. And, and I think for, for God's grace where we fell short of that, mm-hmm. whether that's corporately or individually with some of our members that perhaps we could have touched a little bit more and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But I'm also proud of something I find to be unbelievable, except it occurred, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's unbelievable except it happened, which is our giving stayed the same mm-hmm. from the beginning of our tithing culture to this very day. Um, yeah. To this very day, we've never had under 90% tithers. You know, 90% of our community has tithed from start to this point of our church plant. And when churches were closing and income was going down, we continued to thrive as a tithing culture. So that said a lot about our people, the character of our people, and the obedience. And I'm going to say, especially in COVID, and we didn't really do too much intentionality around tithing, I'm going to give us the report card of glad tithing yeah glad tithing um in our church community so i found that to be super super sweet but you know it's been tough it really has been tough and we've had to be discerners and 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 really um asking god what does he have for us in this season and and how do we continue to steward everything god's given us and so this is where we're going to talk about our 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 saying goodbye which is i'm going to admit it's it's to catch your attention but it's really talking about today our church transition and and what's happening so you know back on uh let's see around uh what i think where were we at we're in december right now i want to say september somewhere somewhere in september oh september 26th uh we notified our church that we we're going to be going through 
um, a transition, and, and and that's what I want to talk to all of our online listeners specifically about. If you weren't here in in, um, in or present for that meeting, um, after much prayer and, and and wise counsel and tons of meeting and tons of late nights and and just wanting to just be in God's will, we made this the decision that it was going to be time to temporarily um, suspend the public expression of Redemption City Church as we know it. And what that means, public expression, is having services, which we do every single Sunday, whether that's in person or virtual. Um, that means the content that we release to our online community. We have um, people that are following and have been following our church since 2019 in multiple states across the country. And so our, our, our church, we have our church community, then we have our online community of a couple hundred people that are joining in with RCC. And so um, we're temporarily suspending that portion of what we do, namely having um, public open services for everyone and how we release our sermons like the Ephesians series, Jonah series, things like that. So we made the decision to begin that transitionary process to do that and then to move to the home church, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And so, well, the reason why we, we ultimately came to that decision was for, for a couple really important reasons. One, since the beginning and the inception of this church, which was planted out of MMCM. So if you don't know, Redemption City Church is, um, is, is a church uh, planted out of Making Much of Christ Ministries Network. And we're going to be releasing an episode to talk to you more about Making Much of Christ Ministries Network since that's where our church comes from and some really cool things that MMCM is going to be doing and that we're all really excited to be a part of. But for the context of today, um, we've been good stewards since day one with every single dollar and resource that God has provided to MMCM that MMCM has been so gracious to allow Redemption City Church, therefore, to use. And so we were reaching a point where we, we knew because of our limitations of being able to gather as a local community um, and and the resources that we have and wanting to do the best we could to make sure that we're sticking to our ultimate aim, which is to reach the lost and the and to reach the least and, and to reach those with the gospel. We we thought it was going to be a, a really important time to not only do this for the church's sake um, from a financial standpoint, but we really wanted to have a heart for our for our community here um, because we were having more and more increasing difficulty um reaching them in a way that we felt was most beneficial for them and and um and fruitful for them to continue to deepen out as yeah. bible believing christ exalting christians and so basically we had a, a pretty large town hall meeting back on september 26th where we kind of put, put together a seven to eight page packet that explained this transition this is going to be online for you um and i'll talk about all these things that are going to be online for you at the end of today's episode and so you'll be able to click on that and read that guide it's a pdf and so it, that really unpacks everything that's not today's purpose mm -hmm. but it unpacks kind of how this transition is working and 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 what we're going to be doing and and how that's going to occur and so we so we've been doing some a lot of things right so we we have been helping our members to figure out a couple options are they going to join our home church bubble which um, we're going to explain in just a little bit are we going are they going to transition now to another church that can better serve them and, and and then we have been meeting with them to talk about how we can come alongside them and um or if they're kind of stuck and they don't know what to do just kind of being there and being supportive and so pastor jack in this transition first of all how did you kind of take the transition once it was official that we were going to do that how is it how was it for you once that decision was what we were going to do mm. I would say I felt a lot of peace about it. Like, I definitely, like as a leader in the church, 
you know, and, and like and thinking about what is our effectiveness right now in this season as RCC, um, how are we using our resources as MMCM, um, like probably around the late spring, early summer, just starting to think through just like, man, are, are we are we doing the best expression right now? Mm-hmm. Are we really caring for people in the best way? And I'd say that like just having, you know, being with God and having just feeling like, man, God, what, is, what do you want for this next season? So that by the time we get into the conversations sure. um, before the September 26th meeting, it's just like, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of us leaders were feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so when we actually made the decision, it was just like, yes, yeah, this is such a peaceful decision. And not a loss but a transition. Right. I definitely feel like we're not really losing. We're just using the resources God has given us better. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, what do you remember about how the church took it that day? I felt like they felt the same way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's just definitely like we were wondering um, and we're glad that you guys are acting wisely. That's right. like the sense I I got. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the meetings that we've had have been really really awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, um, more people than we anticipated were going to be able to stick with us yeah. in in, the, in our bubble. And so basically, so you can understand, um, our, um the way we're going to be continuing. So our church is not closing. Um, our website will be open and we're going to be operating as we always have as a faithful church. But what we mean by temporarily suspending our public expression is that we're going to be a home church now. Okay. And so in our home church, um, those who are able to, um, kind of, kind of align or adhere to our COVID restrictions are going to be able to now be in person with us. We're going to be able to go back to kind of having traditional services where we're able to break bread together and worship and praise and have sermons together. However, those who it's just not practical to kind of um, adhere to those COVID restrictions because of work and proximity, we've been able to help them find a church that better suits kind of their family lifestyle. And, and, and though that's, it's sad, it's been really, really fruitful. I mean, we haven't had any bad meetings. It's been, mm-hmm. um, either praise reports of people who are able to be a part of our church bubble and we're able to do that really well. And we, we can take those shackles off and just touch each other and, and do all those things. Or for those where it's just not quite practical, we, we've just been in it to win it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ones that I'm just excited about um, is uh, even the testimony of with Laura and our conversation with her as she's transitioning and and her um, amazing encouragement to us about how she feels so loved in this process and how I mean we already we got we're booked with her again right we're gonna be booked to meet with her each month and just to stay as a part of her journey and so we've we've really had only blessings um, in this in this um, transition and and let's talk about one more reason so so one big reason is we want to be good stewards and we want to do a better job of actually being a church. And the way we were doing church wasn't allowing us to be the best version of ourselves because of all the COVID restrictions. So in a way, it's almost like COVID is leaving. Though COVID hasn't left, it's leaving our church, right? Mm, because we're all it. going in the home church and we're all part of this bubble. We're saying no, 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 no <laughs> to to COVID and how it's kind of um, isolated us. And so so one thing we've done intentionally is we've we've moved away from social distancing to complete fellowship in the home church bubble. Complete fellowship, dinner, lunch together, 
playing games together, worshiping together, sermons together, singing together. It's happening. Um, and so, and, and, and then, so we've, we've been able to accomplish that. Then we've been able to accomplish in this transition, sending other people to get that same expression. So we're, we're really what we've done in the transition is we've eliminated isolation and we've eliminated social distancing from mm. um, however that person was experiencing it. Now, there's one other big reason that we're going through this transition and taking the advantage that we can over uh, this unfortunate pandemic. And so in this home church, because it's going to be a little bit of a smaller intentional focus, it gives me the opportunity, Pastor Jack, that I've never had this whole time since we've been our church, which is to really, really focus on our staff. Mm-hmm. and to grow our staff development. I mean, you have been doing so great. We have Ezekiel, we have Jesse Sandridge, we have Vanessa, we have so many people that are still gonna be with us here. And so I'm looking forward personally to being able to spend more time with you guys so that we can continue to, to grow deeper as a church, but more importantly, grow deeper as a leadership team over mm-hmm. a church. So folks, this is where it's really important for you guys to understand that we are definitely not closing our church. This is just us kind of pivoting how we do church. And honestly, let, 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 let's just play off our cards right now. We're trying to hope that God, man, in God's timing, that COVID is going to um, kind of fade away or change its impact in our culture so that we can go public and have a more outward, universal expression again. And so, Pastor Jack, what are some of our prayer points that listeners can be praying with us about the hopes we have of different types of options as the pandemic hopefully wanes away of what we would like to do with our home church and this time that we're going to continue to preach God's word and worship him and grow as a leadership team? And, and so when we hopefully get through the, the worst of the pandemic, what are some of the places we can that our listeners can pray that we're hoping um, options wise to do as a church? Yeah, yeah, there's really two big ones. Yeah. Uh, so the first one would be uh, doing basically a relaunch of Republic Expression. So doing uh, something that felt would probably feel very much like our original launch, uh, finding a space, um, letting people know about it, mm-hmm. starting to do public preaching again, um, and then letting ourselves grow, almost like a, a, a replant in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, though, is there are a lot of churches out there. Yes. And, this uh, one's personally exciting. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are doing great, and some of them are not doing so great. And there's a multitude of reasons why a church cannot be doing great. Maybe their leadership is just getting old and retiring, and they, they have a gap in leadership. Maybe there is an issue that has been resolved, but they still need that next step for them or maybe they've hit a plateau and it's just time for a leadership with a different skill level whatever the reason there are churches that are looking for new leadership mm-hmm. and so there'd be uh, often what's called a revitalization mm-hmm. and so um, I know that Pastor Brandon's part of it organization mm-hmm. that uh, sometimes even uh, reaches out to the different pastors mm-hmm. and says hey we have a church that needs revitalization are, are you interested and so that would be a really exciting option, taking a, a church that full of people who already love God, who just need some leadership, and then putting, uh, being that leadership for them and be, making two churches really become one church. Yeah, that is my personal sweet spot hope, you know? And so for us, it is not a time where we're resting. If anything, like I said, we're going to be working harder, but smarter. And so mm-hmm. I know our leadership team is excited about the home church and, and I'm looking forward to growing with you guys and growing with our members of our very active church as we continue forward. And then, um, in God's timing, I, yeah, I hope for 
uh, a church to um, really align with our mission and value here, mm-hmm. and I'd love to step into that. We've actually had a, one offer um, yeah. to do. It wasn't the right timing, and so this is a very real thing that we're wanting all of you guys as our community and online listeners to really be praying about so that we don't just pick anything, but we pick the thing that God really has for for us because uh, we believe our story is just really, really just getting started. Um, it's, 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 it's literally a pivot that I believe the Holy Spirit's in and He's providing an opportunity for us to make sure that when that happens and, and if that happens, that we're really, really ready. So pray for us. Pray for us in advance that as we get ready to help a church revitalize and, 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 and we merge our two churches into one or we um, move forward and when it's at the wise time to kind of go back into a public expression, make uh, just be praying that uh, God is just continuing to stir our our affections and to deepen our growth so that we can continue to be the leaders that um, we've been called to be. And so that's that's really exciting and uh, times we have for our transition. But now I think we should just kind of like talk a little bit about what this home church is going to be like because this is what we're doing now. We're doing church a, a new way and 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 uh, well, actually, before we get into that, let, let's talk about how how things are wrapping up um, in this you know in kind of our old model preparing for our new model, which yeah. begins in January. And so, if you don't know, we're wrapping up this Sunday. So this is my shameless plug. This Sunday, part seven, the Jonah series ends, okay? And so um, you got to be there. You got to be there. You don't want to miss it. And if you're behind, it's okay because everybody knows that the sermons are super long and I try to review everything all the time. So you could totally jump in to part seven this Sunday um, for part seven, which is our final sermon um, for Redemption City Church in this expression. Okay, so let me just kind of like explain a few things to help us all be on the same page. This Sunday is December 5th. And we're going to be having part seven of our Jonah series. Our first service for um, that's going to be starting for the, the home church bubble is going to be the very first Sunday of January, which is going to be on January 2nd. So in between December 5th, this Sunday, um, oh, and, and by the way, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to come out. So Sunday may have already passed. And if that's true and you're listening to this, this is what's so cool. It's on demand. You can go on our website and still listen to it. And that's what I love about just technology. And so if we get this episode out in time, because I told you this is a, this is a, this is an impromptu episode. We just want to talk with you today. If we get it out and we work hard and Brother Ezekiel and everybody gets it done, then you can join us with us on Sunday. If not, you can reflect with us through part seven. Okay, let's keep going. So, so this Sunday is our final sermon of RCC. Um, January 2nd is our first Sunday where we start live again, live services in the home church expression. And in between that, we have a couple weekends where we won't have church at all. And so we have a Christmas party that we're going to have for those who are going to be in the home church bubble. We have some little trinkets and gifts that are coming out to all of our community who's been a part of our church just as a, just as a thank you um, and, and just a transitionary little token of our gratitude. And so that's how things are kind of wrapping up, and and we're going to talk about a special video too at the end of today's podcast for you guys to enjoy. That kind of really displays our church, our church journey. So, Pastor Jack, when it comes to the home church, and we as we prepare to do this in January, what are you most looking forward to? Hmm, I think I'm just most looking forward to um, being able to worship God face to face. Yes, with, as a church. Yes. Um, it's been a long time, you know, and uh, I just remember uh, before the pandemic, uh, 
the people were creating virtual churches, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk about the unfaithfulness of virtual churches. Right, and I would agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think that church is meant to be in person, but I think that different times call for different needs. Sure, and uh, I think a pandemic happened, and suddenly virtual churches, <laughs> like because of the situation, they're okay. Right, you know, like it's what's happening in the world and it's how we we respond to it mm-hmm. um, but just because it's it was the best option for so long and it's for many people it's still the right option sure um, as COVID's still happening right now um, it doesn't make it the best option in a vacuum right you know there there is still something missed right and so being able to be face to face is I'm just excited for it yeah me too and I think for me uh, after you know first it's definitely getting in person and having that physical presence and touch i think for me secondly is just the, the opportunity to be able to kind of in real time engage around the word specifically mm-hmm. um i think there's something special and and supernatural that happens when the word of god is preached and read and so i i'm really looking forward to feeling that chemistry again between mm-hmm. god us and and the word those three things when they collide together um i'm, I'm really looking forward um, to to that experience as we prepare for the home church. Um, I think there's a lot of great things that God's going to be doing in our home church, and, and that's going to be exciting, and we're going to keep you guys up to date with that as we approach January. But I think the a really good place to start to walk towards landing the plane today in today's episode is to talk about um, this last kind of major um, place we've been in at RCC. So we talked about kind of the DNA series and, and all that God did in that season. And then we talked about the Ephesian series, which has been like the main kind of series we've been in. And then how God has been walking us through as we are preparing for this transitionary time through the Jonah series. And so um, impossible question again, but you can go with whatever direction you want. What has been your most impactful sermon so far in the Jonah series and or how has Jonah the Jonah series um, just impacted you in general? What are you learning or anything else to do with Jonah? Would it be cheating to say that my favorite sermon is Sermon 7, the one I haven't seen yet? Oh, yeah, you that's know? cheating. <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just I feel like there's that expectation of like <laughs> every sermon is good on its own. Mm. But I feel like, especially in this sermon series, I feel like, it's building mm. right so it's like i cannot listen to seven i'm still going to get a lot out of god's sure, from sure. What I've, I've listened to so far but i'm also very aware that seven it has the weight mm-hmm. of sermon one right and two and three and four and five and six right and it does um and so there's just certain build up of just like okay i'm ready for this to be all be tied together right i'm ready to be challenged mm-hmm. i'm ready to learn i'm mm-hmm. ready to be reminded i'm just Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for it all, and so yeah, I think that's the big thing. If I have to go backwards, um, mm-hmm. I think it, Jonah becoming more and more relatable mm. is maybe one of the most important things for me in this sermon series. You know, it's like I feel like we often. Uh, I feel like this last generation, we we have this whole thing we learn a lot about. It's like, don't judge the Israelites going like with Moses sure. going to the promised land. Right. You would have done the same thing. We're like, yeah, we know, and we kind of like we realize like, yeah, we probably would make the same mistakes, you mm-hmm. know, especially you know before a time where Christ was known. Sure. Um, but I think that we still fall into that trap of like Jonah, and right? Other characters like that, where it's just like, 
how could he do that? Right. And it's like, no, he's more. We're more like him than we want to admit. Right. Um, and then because that opens up, right? That humility, that you know, openness. Sure. It it allows you to go, okay, what am I missing about myself now? Right. And so I I've really been enjoying that part of the series. Yeah. No. And me too. And I have to watch myself because everybody who knows our sermons knows that I preach a long time. So let me answer briefly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that that's tough. I think just having the opportunity to make much of God mm. has been just, that's just been the thing for me of just making our Heavenly Father look great because He is great, um, displaying His compassion mm. and, and displaying how He has a relentless pursuit for us despite yeah. us. <laughs> uh, he, he relentlessly pursues us despite how much we try to make that um, difficult on him and, and, and that tension to me is a beautiful thing and, and something that I am privileged to be able to do on behalf of, of God that sounds on behalf of God that doesn't even sound that doesn't sound normal like I get to do this on behalf of God nobody should be doing yeah. anything on behalf of God but in Christ we get to do things on his behalf and so that's been really really impactful and I just think about okay here we are and though our church is not ending and it's not closing if anything as we've talked about we're transitioning into a better season where we're no longer going to be um, social distancing and we're going to be able to worship and together and sing together and and hug each other and everything else um, what better way to transition our church and those who are going to be sticking with us um, and now getting back to where we left off before the pandemic and then those who are transitioning into a new church ready um, and equipped to be key contributors in those churches. What better way to do that than a series where we're reminded of God and his love and compassion for all people and the opportunity for us to join him in that energy so mm -hmm. that when the members transition to the new churches, they're ready not just to contribute, not just to give, but they're ready to be lovers, lovers, lovers of God's word, of God's mission, of God's people, and those who are far from God, even those who made mistakes. And, and then for our church, as we transition into our home church bubble, that's going to allow us to now um, fully express ourselves as a local um, body. What better way for us to be reminded of those same principles and truths and, um, and, and, and kingdom philosophies so that we can be Jesus out here yeah. to our community. So I, I find this series and this Sunday to be the perfect pivot point and the perfect transition mm -hmm. for all of our members and all of our community. Um, so I'm excited. And so again, we really want you to be a part of it this Sunday, December 5th. And if this episode comes out after that, we would just so invite you to go online and to, and to watch part seven with us as a transitionary um, drop-in moment sermon for for our church. And so for our online listeners who are not local members, but you've been in our hearts this whole season, I just want to take a, word, a moment right now with you as not only the lead pastor of this church, but just as Brandon, because some of you have been walking with me since 2016 when I released my first blog who is the Lord over your decisions. So if that makes no sense to you, that's okay. If you know what I'm saying, you are a pioneer here, okay? And so I just wanna just take a word, uh, I'll take a moment right now before we wrap up some ways you guys can come alongside us in this next season and just to say thank you. 
Uh, thank you for believing um, in me when there was nothing physical to believe in. Um, when I was laying on my back and recording um, my words that people around me were typing for me so that you could read them. Thank you for believing in the content that God was giving me. Thank you for sticking with me throughout these years. Thank you for every dollar. Remember the dollar campaign? Just send a dollar to the MMCM. Thank you for the for the dollars that then became $5, that then became $100 monthly um, um, contributions that you have kept giving since that ask back in 2016. And the faithfulness and the support um, is, 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 is just out of this world. And so I, I just want to take a moment also to say like what does this mean for you right now well well there's two things and and i and i unfortunately won't won't have the time today to unpack that but i i do want to say this to our online listeners in different states that have been supporting through all these years one um it is true that we're going to be suspending our public expression right now and that will mean that you'll definitely see an infrequency coming from things like our sermons as we focus really on our church community right now um, in January and really start to uh, preach uh, sermons that will not always be recorded um, for everyone else online. And so, however, I want to also just let you know that MMCM, again, Making Much of Christ Ministries Network, is the organization that I have founded, and you guys know that term probably more than RCC, and it planted Redemption City Church. And so I'm gonna be spending more of my time or splitting my time is more faithful between the home church and really kind of making sure that I'm pushing MMCM forward. And as that happens, you're gonna to start to get more and more updates. And so um, anticipate a slower interaction from, from, from us to you, I would say for the next couple months, but then have a glad expectation to have tons of new information, tons of really exciting things that we're working on. I just want to be so faithful primarily to God right now and to not get ahead of him. And I want to be so faithful to you to not give empty promises. And so um, I would say um, in the next two months or so to expect some version of a podcast or a newsletter that's going to explain to you about some really exciting things that are going to be directly beneficial to your experience as a believer or a wanderer about the Christian faith. And so um, this is this is a, a temporary pause, a temporary see you later, and, and, and we'll be getting back radically connected very, very soon. So as we get ready to wrap things up, I just want to talk about some powerful ways that you can be partnering with um, with Redemption City Church specifically. And so one of those ways that you could be partnering with us is through giving. You know, giving is, is, is just an important, it's important for any organization. And it remains critically important for Redemption City Church as we um, do two things. Faithfully lead our church, deepen out our staff for the next season. <clears throat> So if you are regularly giving to our church, I just want to encourage you to um, continue to give to two areas. Pastor Jack, do you want to talk about those two areas? Yeah, so the two areas for giving really are uh, first, staff development. You know, as we, we said, this is a time that we're not having those public expressions of church, but it is a time that we still are growing as a leadership team. We are taking this moment that we have in front of us we're going okay so how could we maximize this and so when we do go into that future moment of either relaunching church or uh, revitalizing another church 
our hope is that we didn't just uh, stay at their same level of ability um, as leaders, but that we actually continue to grow in this season. And the second one would be salary and stipends. It's this um, being able to pay people for the work that they're doing. Um, I know that um, none of us, including Pastor Brandon, uh, has received even minimum wage at this point. Right. And the fact that, uh, you know, like, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Brandon. He's leading a church um, way more than full time, you know, each and every week works very hard um and on top of having you know obviously injuries that really limit mobility and create a lot of pain and he's doing this without being paid as much as the person who's you know like the teenager bagging groceries uh, as the at their first job mm-hmm. um so there's a certain level of just uh passion obedience faithfulness that pastor brand's been doing and even on top of that just um yeah, just I just feel like this whole heart has gone into this, and so just continue that giving continues to help us can um, be able to honor them in a way that you know we want to honor all our lead pastors, starting with hopefully minimum wage one day. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm I'm looking forward to that, and I just want to be really transparent and faithful. Your guys's giving from different states has really been a sustaining presence here at Brigham City Church, and then our community has done a great job, and so. Um, I definitely affirm everything Pastor Jack's saying. We definitely, I mean, those are all true numbers. They're on, they're, 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 we mentioned them throughout our different sermons, and these are, these are, these are true statements. But I do also want to say that you, because of your faithfulness and God faithfulness, that's went up every single. I mean, we started like with like small stipends, folks, of like I think uh, one hundred and seventy-five dollars for Pastor Jack and three hundred for me. But in your guys' faithfulness, and you guys deserve to know this. Like you know, as we are preparing at this transition, I mean, you guys were. Um, because of you guys and our church community, we got to the point where Pastor Jack was able to have um, something a little bit more significant, like $700 a month. And, and I was able to have about $1,400, $1,500 a month. And we were able to give stipends to other people. And, and, and we're continuing to be able to transition in this next season to continue to go in that direction. And, and that's possible because of your guys' giving. So I want you guys to be, to be encouraged about your giving and, and how that's impacting us. And perhaps spurred on to continue to do that if the Lord leads you to do that and so um, and I just one more word on that with the staff development we're so excited about what God has for us in the future and so as you give that allows us to keep getting the training and the resources that we need because we really do believe that um, the best is yet to come for us as a church community and so um, it, it, we're wrapping things up now and so I, I just want to remind you that um, we want you to visit our website so at the end of this episode if you would take just a few moments to go to visitredemptioncc.com. Again, that's visitredemptioncc.com. There's going to be um, a few different ways that you can connect with us and to finish up this episode in a way. Um, and so I'll I'll talk about those categories in, in, in just a minute. But um, Pastor Jack, did you have anything else you wanted to share today? Yeah, so one thing I wanted to share, Pastor Brandon, with you is just that, you know, we... Um, and this goes on the website as well, mm. um, is that we are just so thankful for you. And so this year for Pastor Appreciation, uh, we, we put together a gift for you just to say thank you. Um, and then attached to that is we also put together a video. And that video really celebrates this last two and a half years as a church, mm-hmm. um, just really marking like that journey visually. 
And uh, for everyone listening right now, um, you know, I invite you to watch this video. Um, and this is attached uh, to that webpage that Pastor Brand's about to talk about. And um, so you go ahead and click on that. It'll have, a, you know, show you the history of our church. Yeah. And Pastor Brandon, you know, with every picture, every segment of that video, the reality is, as a church, we wouldn't exist if you didn't follow God's call. Mm. Um, I think about the fact that a lot of people in your situation six, seven years ago, they would choose just to try to limit their pain, and that'd be mm. their overarching goal. Mm-hmm. But God gave you a vision, and you stepped into it. Mm-hmm. You said yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I know that a lot of people see the results of your work, but you know I count myself lucky to be one of the people who sees everything you put into your work. Mm, I appreciate um, that. Yeah, and it, it is a lot, mm. and it is—it's not begrudging. It's—it's mm. it's full of love, mm-hmm. it's full of faithfulness, and it's full of passion. And I'm just thankful to be part of mm. you know RCC, you know, um, in any iteration of it, because I, I see just the impact of God through your work. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as you watch every second of this video, Pastor Brandon, mm-hmm. I hope you just, you know, I hope it just washes upon you, like, the fact that God used you to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And for everyone else watching, you know, I, yes, um, I, I, I hope you, you are able to see that too. You're able to see a man, like, this is what happens when uh, a man... Uh, says yes to what God calls him to and as you're watching that video whoever you are mm-hmm. um, what you know man woman child adult older adult younger adult you know let it be a testimony to like if you say yes to God more can happen than what you can imagine mm-hmm. um, and so let this be an encouragement to you to what that yes equals and so I really encourage everyone to, to take a look and just see what God has done Mm. through RCC and, and through somebody saying yes to God and yes to RCC. Wow. Uh, first, I just really appreciate this, the effort that you and whoever else attached to this project put together. And I also, um, yeah, I feel honored, but I also am extremely aware of everyone that's come alongside this journey to make that possible. And so um, I'll, I'll just take an opportunity just to thank you for partnering with me um, and believing in this vision and 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 um, stepping out on faith and continuing to have faith in what we're doing as we move forward into this next season means the world to me and um, and your lovely wife Vanessa carrying the the, uh, the torch in our worship um, and continuing to do that now as we yeah. transition to the home church and everyone you know I don't if I start to do if I go past you and your wife uh, then I got to do everyone and so um, but you know uh, I, I think I will try to give it a quick try. I want to. So yeah. I just want to thank um, Amanda um, for just helping us in those early days and getting us, keeping our heads on right and, and uh, our truck crew ministry and everyone who's been a part of that. You know who you are, um, from Joseph to Caleb to Jimmy and, and um, to Abe and beyond. Um, everyone who's been involved in our truck crew, truck crew ministry to set up and tear down our church every single Sunday, Sunday in, Sunday out. We we thank you for that and um, for everyone who's touched our kids' life, um, which, you know, Dora led that. My wife was a part of that. And then we had many people attached that were serving mm-hmm. underneath them. We want to thank all of you for all that you have contributed. And um, for Jesse Sandridge, our financial operations officer, to, to be a good steward of a budget, uh, managing our budget and making sure that every dollar and cent is accounted for. And for Matthew, her husband, who serves on our wise council, we are 
so thankful for our church accountability and what they have done. Pastor Ed Stanton and Pastor Alfred um, Smith and, and their contributions to the church and um, for, for Noah and Graydon, Orion and those all uh, those others that have been attached to our tech crew ministry and Brianna for helping out our PowerPoints. I mean, do you see all the names and, and Ezekiel for being my executive assistant and um, kind of shoring up all the gaps that that um, I need to have filled so I could do my job more effectively for my wife being my wife and believing in the ministry and partnering with me day in, day out. Um, my children for uh, being gracious to allow me to do this and having joy towards God and joy towards the church in the process. I mean, it goes on and on from our prayer ministry, from Laura to, to Lynette um, to, that have um, faithfully prayed alongside Tammy um, Davis, who um, joined them in that and um, prayed um, Thursday in and, and Thursday out um, and, and so much more. Um, now, to end on a lighter note, every time I play this game where I try to thank people or I have a meeting and I'm supposed to address everyone, I never do. I always forget someone. And so, Pastor Jack, if I, uh, anybody that I'm not thinking of or categories that I'm missing, <laughs> putting you on the hot spot now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, uh, I think you got everybody who was with us for over a year. Yeah. Except uh, Caitlin. Yes. Oh, um, thank you. And I want to thank Caitlin. Yes. Uh, one of our pioneers that definitely was a big contributor and i want to thank whoever i'm not saying right now yeah. because you definitely matter but this is the limitations of the human brain i'm not god and so it's hard for me to remember everything especially when i'm doing these things spontaneously and so just thank you thank you to everyone who's been a part of our church um we hope that you've grown and your time here over the last two and a half years, we hope you continue to grow. Those who are um, excitingly getting ready for our launch in January of our home church in person, worshiping and preaching and hugging and eating together. And we're excited for those who are transitioning to get back to doing that very same thing with uh, your community and the people that you're going to love. And so uh, here's your homework or here's your reward. We want you to visit visitredemptioncc.com that's visitredemptioncc.com we've laid out the front page of our, web, of our website in a very simplistic way that gives you just three to five buttons for you to click on um giving to our ministry so that we can continue to do what we're doing um we would love to hear from you about your experience and how you've been blessed and how rcc has impacted you you just click that button you can leave us a short paragraph or you can write us an essay whatever you want to do we're going to read it and we're going to appreciate it um there's going to be a button to click on if you want to understand more of what's going on from the business administrative position of mmcm network and how all that fits in with our church transition and what i'm going to be doing and what a lot of people like jack and ezekiel and jesse like they're all going to be a part in a brand new way of our organization and we're going to be doing some really cool things and that article explains all that we have com there's content coming out and and programs we're going to be developing and things like that so there's um, really easy access to all of this content that we want you to follow up with. And the main thing that we don't want you to miss to celebrate with us is to go to the website and to click on the video that kind of um, th that uh, Pastor Jack and his team have put together that celebrates Redemption City Church's story. It's a God story. It's a God-infused story that's not ending it's 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 continuing and we believe by faith that god is going to continue to know when we do so so join us for that video um at the moment you're listening to this episode 
which I am now confident will not be out by this weekend. <laughs> but uh, join us. Finally, finally, brothers and sisters, join us as we celebrate all that God has done by going to visitredemptioncc.com and we'll make sure that the video gets its own special look of a button so it's really clear. Celebrate the story and the music and the slideshow and the appreciation time. We love you. Grace and peace.